Welcome to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion, episode number 435. My name is Brando. It is the, the general review two, still punny. Electric Boogaloo, the search for Curly's gold, uh, the the two towers, other sequels, Secret of the Ooze. Just, I wanted to do another review, uh, a part two, if you will, because unexpectedly, but quite uh, in, in the good way, is that I got a lot of wonderful feedback from you. <laughs> not that I'm not good, used to good feedback, but I'm like, you know what, I really haven't spoken about the general at length, and this is a Guns N' Roses news, and I want to get this out there, but I can't find the right words to just put it out there on social media, especially X Twitter, where it gives you a limited amount. Like, I, I want to talk about this, and just from as a GNR fan, not break it down. Uh, just just talk about my feelings, not the history. You can read about the history online, and other places have, have spoken about. The history of the general and what it was and Sebastian Bach talking about it all those years ago. Uh, but it's all the, the fan made hype in addition to that. And then we got this song and just trying to marinate my feelings because this is like, yeah, this is my favorite band. I've unexpectedly, uh, morphed or had this little sidetrack career thing going with my career, this podcast talking about it. And I'm like, I, Wow, I, these new songs, like, this is just, I'm, I'm going back to having to defend this band to my friends, to my coworkers, like back in the days of Chinese democracy, you know, instead of where's Slash, uh, and, and just like, where's the rest of the band? It's Axel and Bucket or, or Robin or Ashba, whoever. Now it's, oh, great. Axel is back with Slash and Duff, but where's Izzy? Where's Steven? So it's kind of like, you find yourself in defense a lot as a Guns N' Roses fan. So I just wanted to, while I have a microphone, I have, I'm lucky enough to have this platform because of all of you. Let me share my feelings and like 20 minutes talking about it. And wow, just great feedback. So I wanted to kind of express more of my feelings and share some of your thoughts as well on, on the general, because I don't want to just flat out say, I don't like it. Even though that was my initial reaction, I don't like it. This is the worst in my world. I was, I'm admitting to you what my initial feelings were, but I wasn't cool with that. But am I convincing myself to, to like the song? I think you just have to look at it as just such an abstract where it's not a 2023 song in a variety of ways. Yes. I'm not just talking about how this was written years ago. I'm saying it's not written in the style of 2023. The catchy hook, the, the TikTok jingle, it's not written that way. This is a part of a puzzle, I believe. So I kind of will start there when I just put out a just a brief summary of trying to find some words on social media when I shared the last review. Uh, just brief words, and then if you wanted to hear my extended review, obviously click the link. 
Uh, so I just put I put uh, first listen. Yikes! It was a yikes first listen. Well, I do appreciate it the more I hear, which is true. I'm admitting to you right now, and I've said it's almost uncomfortable to listen to. And I, I believe it's uh, a listener of mine, Montano Carlos. I'll give him a credit. I'll give him credit because I mentioned his quote last time that it sounds like a horror movie. And that kind of changed my perspective because I love horror movies. And some of them are uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, I mean, now I can kind of watch the human centipede and I know what's coming. And is I have to like be in a, the right mood for it, and it's like it's silly. But those first, like, the first time was like, I'm like, what am I watching? But I'm gonna keep watching. Like, <laughs> it's like, what is this? So that's kind of like, uh, I don't want to compare. Maybe I just did the general to the human centipede. But well, you know what? Maybe I will go with that 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 analogy because it, it's part of a piece. It's, it could be part of a trilogy. It's monsters, the end of the. <laughs> the GNR centipede, the human uh, Chinesepede. Oh, <laughs> uh, maybe this is good. Why I I don't have a guest right now or a co-host. This is just how me free associating in my my warped brain. And but this is why I love Guns N' Roses. This is one of the reasons why I identify and love this band. It wasn't just oh I love Welcome to the Jungle. Oh I I love Sweet Child of the Mind. It's it's all this mystery. It's it's the tongue in cheek. It's like, wow, they put out Absurd as their first single reunion. And what? It's an absurd song with really, really inappropriate lyrics. But there's a part of me that appreciates that. But there were a lot of fans who were like, ah, they got nothing after Appetite. It's, it's it, You get a lot of that. So I think you need to understand, or what, if you are a, a fan like we are, you have to understand where some of these songs fit in the narrative of Guns N' Roses, and I think it gives you a bigger appreciation for what it is. It's not going to be a quick hit. You you can have that argument that, like, why don't you do that? Okay, Axel's an artist. He, he wants to do with his, his vision. His slash has kind of been consistent with his sound, whatever he's done, whether it be Snake Pit, it be Velvet, it be with Miles Kennedy. It's blues-based, hard rock. You know, he hasn't deviated too much. He's collaborated with everybody, so he's deviated in different genres in that respect. You know, there's a – forgive me for not uh, remembering the Twitter handle of this person saying that they – a younger person, which – God, I can't believe I just said a younger person, that they disco- first discovered Slash through Rihanna's Rockstar 101 and then went back and became a Guns N' Roses fan. It doesn't matter how it happens. That's how I started this podcast because I was only four when Appetite came out. So I became a fan after, but I'm not as young as that to become a fan like that. Whatever. As long as you become a fan, who cares? Right. So I said it's a piece of a puzzle. Uh, that's what I think the general is. And I'm hoping maybe I will give a, a final in my trilogy of general reviews if it has a proper release, meaning. Not that like it doesn't have a proper release like it like with like the leaks that it's on the perhaps EP you could stream it these have happened um, but it goes to show you all these fans wondering is it ever going to be streamed and you're asking me and how do I know and yeah eventually it's going to be streamed could have gone could have Guns N' Roses have said yes they didn't say anything is that maybe a, a tactic to get you to buy oh what if this is the only way to listen to 
the general is to buy the perhaps. I guess someone to buy it. Guns N' Roses doesn't confirm or d- deny or say anything. So I think that's where the problem is, is that you have, now you have people like me that are filling in the gaps of just theorizing. I mean, that's always been there in the press, the media, but I, I like to think I do it differently in a good place for Guns N' Roses. I'm not out there saying the general sucks because there are still fans that say that. I'm like, you know what, even though that's kind of like my first, that was my first uh, taste. That was my first, it wasn't love at first sight, but it's definitely uh, an appreciation for what it is in the GNR discography. Uh, so I'll read some of your comments. David Talbot on, on Twitter said, uh, and I'm going to keep calling it Twitter. Shut up. It's just, it, lo- it really looks like a, a porn app on my phone with the X logo. Not that I, I, I don't know what those look like, by the way. I was, I was too young. I've never downloaded one. Never like, God, that's a, that's too, too much of TMI. But it's like my wife said that to me once. I'm like, no, like, no, <laughs> I would never download an app. Like, uh, anyway, I digress. Uh, I think it's undoubtedly a piece of a puzzle. Uh, it's just whether we see the other pieces or not. Right. Are we going to see the pieces, uh, completely? I mean, that's kind of what I'm waiting for. Um, Black Suit Youth says it's on par with a lot of the awful user illusion demos that didn't make the cut. Probably could have been left in the vaults. I mean, some of those demos weren't, aren't bad from uh, user illusion, but does it make the album? That's like, that's something else. Like, is it a bad song? Is it, was it unfinished? Did it fit? Uh, kind of thing. So, uh, I'll be honest. You know, I'm going to read all your, your, your opinions. I'm not going to show a favor one way or the other. This is from Ken Nagel. The general blows. Think about this one back in uh, 80, uh, 94, excuse me. Slash presented a new songs to Axel for the follow-up to Illusions. And Axel shot them down and these songs became It's 5 o'clock somewhere. But he has no problem working with the Chinese democracy left over. So a few things there. Yes, uh, that, that has been said. There was Shout out to another uh, listener, Anderson, who it was recently the anniversary of this. It was a, a rock line interview between Axel and Slash, one of the few interviews that they've done together, talking about that you know Slash submitting songs to Axel, and Axel would eventually say no, just like Ken said, and it became five o'clock somewhere, with it, which is a great album, but it's not. It's obviously not the the direction that Axel wanted to go to. All you have to do is look a few years later to Oh My God, which came out in 1999. I'm not even talking about waiting for Chinese in 2008 or waiting to what it sounds like now. 1999, so five years. He wanted to go a different direction. That's part of the reason why they uh, they broke up. That might have been just inevitable. Uh, and with the whole Chinese democracy leftovers, I may have said this last time, but this, I believe, was supposed to be a trilogy. I don't look at them as like leftovers. I mean, Chinese the leftovers are in, in actual food are delicious. Delicious. When I get my chicken and broccoli, which is what I always get from Chinese uh, places, it's just um, my favorite. So I get the big quart size, and when I don't finish it that one night, I get leftovers. Just in the microwave. It's fine. So I guess think saying a Chinese democracy leftover, like it's just being thrown out, like it's just a, a whatever song is a disservice. It's a disservice because you listen to the general and it's not something that wasn't worked on. It was worked on maybe too much, if anything, but it was worked on. Uh, 
Skyro, the way I look at it in general. They could be experimenting, evolving with the new styles and sounds. Some work, some not so much. If they don't try, they won't know. Uh, she also writes that Baby Brownstone is a cutie. Thank you. Uh, he's currently wearing one of his slash onesies out with his mother, So, which is why I can do this episode right now. In peace. <laughs> Michael Stroll says it's a pretty awesome B-side, as in as is absurd. Uh, and Gabby wrote... You know, it's e- even uh, better followed by monsters. So yeah, maybe if that, perhaps that's, perhaps, let's just say that's the first time I heard it on an album and it's after perhaps and it's before monsters. It's this piece of the puzzle. I would have a different viewpoint of it. Um, but it, it's not something that, <laughs> it's not a sweet child of mine. I think we could say that. Uh, and so I'll, I'll read a, a, a few more. Um, we got some Facebook ones. He says, uh, Jonathan Wilson says, I think it came from management or people within Universal to keep their ears to the boards net over the years and all the speculation about the general. So it was a throw the dogs a bone type thing. Here's where I think these, these theories come in and that can, a lot of fans feel that way. It goes back to before where Guns N' Roses doesn't confirm or deny or say anything about the general being a digital release in addition to the perhaps, uh, physical copy. They don't say anything. So we're left to guessing. So what I really wanted to say in this second part, the second review, you know, episode, uh, the second part of the review of, of the general is that I wish there was communication. If Axel, if they came out and said, you know what, we're going to, before we start a new chapter, we got to close the old, old ones. That's why we're playing velvet. That's why we're playing Chinese on stage. So we're going to finish off these Chinese uh, songs. That I always updated whenever a new member came in. And this is what it, it, it wasn't meant to come out back then. This is how it is now. It's, so this is that. And, and maybe Slash and Duff bring in stuff that they were working on. Maybe there's a hidden Velvet Revolver song somewhere that, that they do, uh, that with Axel. And it's, that's an album. It's maybe the leftovers in that regard, but it's, you would love that. That wouldn't be leftovers. That would just be like, wow, that's, that's some movie you're telling. This closure, these, these, wherever you are artistically then and now and mentally then and now coming together, I can wrap my head around that. And they're like, then we're going to work on all new stuff. I mean, it seems like Slash has said that and Duff has said that to a very, to not, they haven't elaborated the way I think a lot of fans want to. And, it, and it's hard to give timelines because things get delayed and people get mad. But people get mad anyway. So it's I've seen it handled differently within the old camp. So when Duff, people have had issues. I saw right on my timeline, both Facebook and, and, and Twitter, where, hey, I, I ordered this uh, a few uh, months ago. It's on back order. What's going on? Duff's account responded. Hey, email me. We'll take care of it. So that's Duff. I'm pretty sure he runs his own account. So why, what's to stop Guns N' Roses for doing the same thing? So it's just a little more communication, I think. It just goes, it goes a long way. Apologies go a long way. A lot of things go, I'll get to that in, in a second. Apologies go a long way. Uh, so we'll see, uh, what it, it's just going to come. So I wanted to just get those thoughts out there, some of your thoughts. So you know what? Let me go to, uh, Facebook News and Roses. 
Uh, they said, you're right. GNR will never make an appetite too, which is what I said. Oh, Axel and Slash are back together again. Oh, they're going to, this is, we're back to the eighties. No, it's, it's not that it's, it's something else, but you, at least with fans, you could grasp your head around it. Like, is this, where are we going? <laughs> where do we go now? Kind of thing. So, uh, and a lot of people say they're, they're today. <laughs> These roses continue saying they're not going to write appetite. That's where they were then. Today they're old with a wealthy lifestyle and their thoughts about everything is different, mature. Their music isn't like the old days at all. It will never be, uh, never be. I love the Chinese democracy era. I love that album and really hope, uh, wherever the next album will be released, I hope it will be a mix of appetite, Chinese, uh, because, yeah, and, 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 and user illusions. You would think it would be a mix of everything because they're, they're bringing their entire experience and that's their, their artists. So I think all of them are, but they're not faking it. Duff doesn't, I mean, look at him now. Yeah. He's, he's a punk rock guy, but look at the, the music he's putting out now. Acoustic, slow, uh, for the most part. And I've never, I've never really gotten into it. It's just, it's just me. I know they've got the tenderness and this new one lighthouse has, has gotten praise. Uh, a lot of praise. Uh, Bob Dylan from even, wouldn't that be great? Bob Dylan and, and, and Duff write a song together. It's just, I think that's kind of helps my, my feelings with it. Where there are Bob Dylan songs I like and I respect him as an artist overall and a songwriter, but famously he doesn't have a great voice. Like people would make fun of his voice. That's kind of like always been a thing, but he's Bob Dylan. So it's, there's really, what are you going to really say about it? He's, he's not that kind of artist. And that's how I feel about Duff. I like his voice more with the punkier stuff. I like it when it's with Loaded or his solo album. But just talking about how Guns N' Roses aren't that guy's, Duff isn't that guy from 93. He was borderline dead at that time. So I, I don't know if he would want to still do that, but. Uh, I, I respect the hell out of his new efforts, especially the message, the mental health stuff getting uh, getting out there. I mean, he's putting out full albums. He's putting out full full albums, and, and who's to say that any of those could have transformed into a GNR song? But why didn't they? That's that's the thing. If, if Slash and Duff are writing stuff, are they bringing it to Axel? He's he's saying no. Is he is he just still? I'm on this path of industrial, and uh, it's never really stopped. Whatever it is, but I guess as fans, especially if you bring back Slash, it's like you're not li listening to your fans. And now here's where the question is. You listen to Monsters, if those of you who are lucky enough to hear the leak, like I have, uh, cause it's out there, it's not, it's gone any, it's now it's gone, um, that they have it in them. Songs that are, it's not the down and dirty rock. Parts of it, I guess, are, but it's not appetite sounding. So it's like, they would do themselves a favor by having a song or two if they came out with an album that sounded like that. And just to be like, this is what got us famous. Here we go. Here we go. I mean, this isn't going to pigeonhole us. You've seen Metallica take this ride of what they want to sound like and get yelled at for St. Anger and Lulu. And, you know, people still criticize, oh, nothing after Master or Lightning, you know, is, is great. Uh, but they've had their new stuff is, is still good. 
Uh, it wasn't the most recent one, but Death Magnetic I thought was great. The new one, 72 Seasons, is good too. But they've they've dabbled. They've been in and in and out. They, but GNR is never going to be like pigeonholed as a band that never changed either. I mean, you could give that shit to ACDC, but you love ACDC. We love ACDC. That's just their formula. So is GNR's formula ever evolving? But you think Guns N' Roses, you think Appetite for Destruction. That's the, and use your illusion, really. Those are the first images that come to mind. But now they're rewriting, they're extending their history. And just so we don't write history incorrectly or we're just guessing and speculating and it's, it might be an easier ride knowing what GNR is like going to do because they're, there are fans that say, hey, I'm not going to do this song. I don't want to sound like this anymore. Didn't they? This is completely unrelated. But uh, Nicki Minaj says she's not going to perform like one of her biggest hits, Starship. Never really my cup of tea. But she's like, oh, that song sucks. So, I mean, there are people. Uh, Pat Benatar is not going to sing uh, Hit Me With Your Best Shot anymore because she thinks that uh, brings attention to school shootings. Uh I, I, that's not what the song is about. I, I appreciate the message, but it's a uh, people bands do this all the time. I mean, Guns N' Roses, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Whenever they have a new album, they don't tour on that on their old stuff. They just play a lot of their new stuff. So GNR, I mean, they've been great with their set lists. Uh, and they'll every now and then they'll come out with like a a, a post. Hey, what do you want to hear next? But it gets more communication. We haven't gotten a really true interview i think from axel in a while like an eddie trunk type of interview and thank you for those of you who ever say that i should i should uh oh I, it's just it's just funny i'm I'm, I'm overcome like yeah i guess i kind of just laugh at my uh, laugh oh and i don't want to forget this because this is kind of the whole reason this really was one of the main drivers of doing the second part of the general so rather than answer this guy on youtube let me answer it here so I mean, it would have been nice if you wait. Do you have a name or is it just your unique uh, username? No, I guess a poet. Let's just see. Yeah, a, a poet OM1 WG wrote, hello, Brando. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, and thank you for your podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, I would be interested in your opinion on the following verse from the general. Even after listening to it several times, I still don't know where what words Axel is really singing okay so the words of the general which i i said since the beginning even when i was like yikes i respect the i mean the lyrics it's it's hard to put out there he could have shelved this one being like it's not it's too it's too revealing it's too sensitive uh my only regret is that i i'm not gonna sing it my only regret is that i never took the time to forgive or forget all those uns unspoken feelings that were never spent or spared all those who understand uh, that uh, that love deserves respect, that love deserves respect, that line deserves to be read better, and not the or your sordid or distorted meaning. So we assume that he's talking about his abusive stepfather. That's the general. That's that's our assumption on there. Again, we just we're filling in. We either think it's about that or maybe his. Biological father who abused him worse. But let's just say it's a stepfather, which is interesting. It's interesting because there's now there's a photo, which I initially thought was fake, of a, a very, very young Axel with the stepfather. Uh, 
that that came out. So that's just kind of like sad to to look at and just knowing that they that fucked Axel up for a while. I mean, they just maybe Axel needed to not live his life angry and needed just to forgive and forget as literally as it says right there. Just like maybe the unspoken feelings, things I never got to say to you. Don't you have that? I have that with my dad. I mean, he never abused me, but still, I mean, I, I didn't say I love you enough or things like that. Just saying like, hey, whatever Axel wanted to say, he never got to say. So, I mean, that's my interpretation uh, of this. Just obviously said a lot better via via Axel Rose. You know, and this, uh, let me look at this up too, because I want to end the episode with this, because I also had a, wanted to get this out too timely. Because <laughs> for those of you, I always say the conversation continues on social media. So if you weren't on Facebook and even on Twitter, because I, I, I shared uh, what happened on Facebook on there briefly, and then I took it down. So if you missed it, you missed it. So, what happened? I mean, I've spoken about, I mean, over years, of course, working on Doug's book, and he's been on there before. Doug Goldstein, former GNR manager, of seventeen years, and I've, I've spoken about why it fell apart. First, giving kind of big details, but over time, getting more and more specific. Because honestly, over more and more time, I'm just like bothered by it, being like, nothing is even going to happen from this. Like this is like nothing happened. It's, it was more that like. Okay, I did all this work for free, but it's like these all these great stories are never going to be told. Uh, for what? What? Because somebody from a, uh, a literary agency just wanted to be an, a, a, a jerk about it, and like it, the whole thing fe- fell apart and, and affected Doug and I's friendship because of it. And I told the guy, I I swear to you, I told the guy that I'm like, you're affecting our friendship by like what you're doing, like telling him one thing behind. Is back and then telling me another. Like, what are you doing, buddy? I was going to say bro when I said, I think I said buddy. So it came out bruddy. Uh, so what happened, as I said, mentioned last review, last episode, what I decided to do was put up a Patreon. And I've always had one, but I never really promoted it. So I'm promoting it now. Patreon is up there, going in my social medias. It sent me a link trade link. It's the first one. You know, appetite for distortion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you go there and just for three bucks, you could get me reading what we wrote as the first chapter. And again, what I said, when I say we wrote, he told me, tell me a story on Zoom for like an hour, hour and a half, maybe two hours. I would transcribe it and put it together. So it flowed and made sense. And I would write in my own words, thinking I'm in, in the eyes, through the eyes of Doug. How would I describe this situation? How did I, how would I describe my feelings? If Doug, Doug didn't get an, I didn't get enough from Doug. I threw in my own stuff and I would run it by Doug and he's like, yeah, I would, I would say that. I would talk. No, I wouldn't, I would use this word instead. Just things like that would happen. So I, the plan was maybe still is. We'll see that I'm going to read chapters rather. I'm not going to put the book out as is because it's not finished. I'm not, I, I would feel good just giving you that for a variety of reasons. Cause it's, that is, is just the written words on a page, me giving to you no context. Like, who is this? Am I just giving you a book that was by him? Like, what is this? You need context. I'm here to give you context while I'm reading it with you. So that's, it felt like if there's a right thing to do by it, 
with it, I felt like this is the right thing to do with it. If the if the opposite, if the only other option is nothing, this is the best option I think to do it uh, was was to go and just read it. Three bucks. That's all it is. Three bucks. Consider it more than just watching a forty-five minute video. Consider it a, a donation towards the four hundred plus videos episodes that I've done of this on this podcast for almost eight years. A small donation to the Baby Brownstone Hard School Fund. It'll it'll go to his diapers and his college fund later on or something like that. So just three bucks, and I was gonna see how it would go because maybe there are some chapters that are worth a little more because there's more to it. We're reading some that are not completed chapters. Hey, a buck, whatever it is. I really had it was just flying by the seat of my pants, so to speak, in a way. Some plan, but another plan. I've never done anything like this. So then I got tagged. I had I haven't heard from Doug in a, in, a, in quite some time. The only times he would reach out to me would be unrelated, and it felt like just like a next girlfriend just trying to talk to you about like when you never had any closure. Because I, I never had any closure. I had to take the offense of being like, you're not making a decision. I told you if you want to go with this guy, just go. I, 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 I will, will shake hands, say it didn't work out. Just please you know, compensate me for my time, and we'll be done. And it never really got to that. It just kind of petered out. You know, I almost felt ghosted in a way. So I'm all right. I'm, goodbye. Fine. So they, like over a year passed. This, and then this came around. So I'm like, I haven't heard from him. Then of course, now that I'm selling it, I'm like, Oh, okay, now I, I, I would be shocked if I didn't hear from him. Put it that way. I would have been surprised if I didn't hear something from him throughout, throughout the entire process. They didn't know it would happen right away. So he tagged me saying he said, I'm selling the book without permission. And then some, Comment wars began, and Doug DM'd me. So Doug and I spoke on the phone. It's interesting how you know, I don't know if you ever you know you speak to a friend after you haven't spoken to them for a while, or even an an, an, an ex, and you just realize right away like you guys click for like you just kind of click like there's something you kind of just picked up where you left off. So. What I hope to find out about what was that first conversation with Axel and Slash like, I'll tell you what it was like with Doug. He gave me what I need from a lot of people. He just said, I'm sorry for how things went down. And you know what? I said, I'm sorry too. We uh, both didn't like it. We both didn't want it to be this way. We both had a plan at the beginning. We both were having fun doing it. And for a few reasons uh it just didn't end that way but what i'm hoping what could be a blessing in disguise is that doug will get involved in the readings of what we have so right now we'll see what the next installment is so you can go to patreon right now if you would like watch we read the first 45 minutes of the book and perhaps pun intended Doug will join me for other readings, which is a completely other, which opens the door to so many other things. So we'll see if that happens. But, uh, if anything, it was nice to, to talk to him again. You know, he's been through some stuff as Doug always is. He's always, he's always battling something in, in life. Uh, so I'm happy that, cause I, this is, it's not something I want to do to do it like that. I'm not a shady guy. 
But I'm like, I haven't heard from you. People are asking me about the book all the time. And I'll do you a, a little favor here because we were talking about Stephen L. Bailey before the uh, with a picture of Axel and his stepdad, something that uh, is in the book. And if we get to and we get to that point, I'll read you uh, the whole chapter. Okay. If you know Axel's mom, his mother was somebody who was under the spell, for lack of a better term, of Stephen L. Bailey, an absolute psycho, a violent man. If you look at that then Axel is just going to go for the meek. That's his example of a man, a woman who is meek and would listen as opposed to standing up for themselves. And Axel admits this, uh, by the way, in that Rolling Stone interview in 91. Uh, that's not being controlling at all. I don't mean to assert that. He doesn't do it on purpose. It's just based in his upbringing. I think that ended up looking – I think that he ended up looking for somebody who was looking to be helped. Axel's stepdad, Stephen Bailey, needs to know that I think he's an asshole because he still walks the planet. You fucked Axel up. Fucked up Stuart. Fucked up Amy. It was three people I love and care about. I love Amy. I love Stuart. Good people. Uh, and stepdad fucked him up. So what chapter is that, by the way? Let's see. And when I say chapters, like it was all like an extensive outline. Right? Like, this was a whole process uh, I have been doing. And, like, when I talked to other people who wrote books, did it the same way. Uh, oh, that would be the last one, 20. So, in theory, there are 20. Uh, and that one, he talks about members of the Guns N' Roses family. And that was something I threw at the end because I didn't have a place to put it in the book. So, there, again, the book is a controlled mess. But I think the best way to do it would be as a podcast. So let's let's hope that happens. This could be an all blessing in disguise. You know, to do that. This could be a lot of fun. So stay tuned. Okay? As far as upcoming episodes of Appetite for Distortion, because again, thank you for just listening to me and like to talk. Like just to there are people like I guess like hearing you talk. Uh great episode. I was not, I was just like, ah, this is just 20 minutes of me talking just to, I've done an episode in a while. It's, it was, you know, the holidays and the baby and, you know, especially booking guests and all, uh, all of that stuff. I mean, it's, it's cause people are on vacation. So I have something like pending, like, oh, we'll get to you in the new year. So I gotta, gotta wait for those. But, uh, one I did book Pat Gisawaldo, the founder. The CEO of the Metal Hall of Fame. So I asked a few weeks ago what you considered the most metal Guns N' Roses song. And, and of course, I don't consider them a, a metal act, but I think there are hints of metal in Guns N' Roses. I guess more so of the Chinese era, because a lot of, and I believe, like Chinese, uh, yeah, Chinese Democracy, the song, Shackler's Revenge, Oh My God. But even on Appetite, some people thought, Parts of your crazy sound a little bit metal. The drums at the beginning of, uh, of You Could Be Mine could be metal. So, I mean, if Big Mars and Sebastian Bach are being inducted this year, what if Guns N' Roses got inducted or something like that? You know, right? For ambassadors of metal, they could do the, the Hall of Fame the right way. Imagine that. I'm going to ask about that. So, stay tuned. 
You miss a lot. You miss the whole, if you weren't on social media, I say it every time. I don't just say it. And even if you were on social, you could have missed it because it was like the quickest feud in him. <laughs> Shout out to Dan, a WWE Dan, where he's like, your fight was like this. And it was a gif of Napoleon Dynamite and his brother Kip like slap fighting. <laughs> I don't know. Both of us were like pissed. But both of us at the same time are like, we don't want this. We could do better than this. So hopefully blessing in disguise. But I'm telling you all this right now. Documented. What happens? I tell you. See, I get rid of all the distortion. I tell you what's happening here on Appetite for Distortion. So until next time, when is the next episode? The words of Axel Rose concerning Chinese democracy. I don't know if soon is the word, but you'll see it. security, I'm going home.